episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Comparatives are funny because they can tell any story you want. I mean, the market's slowing down. I have a story for that. The market's still nuts. Yep, I can capture that too. The idea that real estate is hyper-local is at its epitome in times like this. So I wanna dive into our local numbers and a bit about the economy, but let's start with a story because perspective is everything. So one of the clients my team is working with is a highly qualified, highly educated couple who put in an offer this past weekend. The listing agent, Maura Putnick, allowed me to share this story with you that her listing for 890,000 had 80 showings. It had 18 potential offers, six of which retreated when they heard where the prices were headed. 12 written offers, of which a few even improved their offer to have that one get the deal. In addition, there were four agents who offered to submit a backup. So if that's a market that's slowing down, now I know why we're all exhausted. DMAR's November Market Trends Report continues the story of Finding Nemo. Oh, I mean seasonality. Sorry, couldn't help myself. While September active listings increased, there was a turnabout this month. In September, buyers slowed their roll by putting less homes under contract and closed for almost 1% less close to list than they did in August. This month, as rates continued their upward trend, buyers decided to fight the good fight. I mean, active listings dropped back down to 3,376, partially due to 13% less sellers, i.e. new listings, and 7.5% more buyers, i.e. under contract than last month. I mean, buyers today have 782 more homes to choose from compared to the hot spring market, and they can take an extra day to view the home, and they'll pay almost 3% less over asking than they did in the spring. However, compared to last fall, this market is on fire. I mean, we have almost 1,500 less homes to choose from, yet we put in the same number of under contract for 1.5% more in almost half the time. Days in the MLS are down from 24 days to 14 days this fall from last. If this fall is a precursor to our spring market, well, hold on tight. This ride will be extreme. And for buyers waiting for more inventory, their wait will come at a higher cost in both price and interest rate. So let's talk about rates. Are they gonna go up or down? The Federal Open Market Committee's November meeting is happening right now as we go to print with this month's Market Trends Report. And they're expected to announce the much-awaited tapering of the $120 billion per month in purchases of agency mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. Fed Chair Powell has been quoted most recently as stating that inflation is now persistent, i.e. no longer transitory. Welcome to the club, Mr. Powell. September's Core Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, the Fed's preferred gauge of inflation, rose 3.6% over last year for the fourth consecutive month. I mean, this is the fastest clip since 1991. Powell is finally saying what we're all feeling. A severe supply chain shortage is affecting the price of all things, which will last well into next year. 
Now, the Fed's tapering actions will have a supply and demand impact on bonds, typically lowering the price, which raises the rates as they exit the market, since they're the biggest buyer of mortgage-backed securities. In a normal market, the Fed responds to higher prices by raising its target rate to cool down an overheating economy. However, the Fed is not planning on raising the Fed rate just yet. It still sits between 0 and 0.25 and will at least until the second half of next year. Half of the committee doesn't even want to touch it until 2023. Powell will undoubtedly emphasize flexibility in his public remarks after the November meeting. Interestingly, with supply chain constraints and the spike in the Delta variant pinching what was just released as a third quarter GDP to a crawling 2%, which, mind you, is down from the 6.3 and 6.7% seen in the first two quarters of 2021, given that some economists are taking a gamble that a dragging economy will keep rates low for a little while longer. However, Fannie Mae, NHB, NAR, and the NBA are all sticking to their forecasts, estimating 30-year mortgage rates between 35 and 4% in 2022. So there's a saying that goes, high prices are the cure for high prices. So the question many are asking is, will rising rates cause home prices to fall? Will that impact? Well, maybe in some parts of the country, but highly unlikely for Metro Denver. In 2008, perspective again, right? In 2008, Denver had 19,600 homes for sale, and the impact of the Great Recession dropped home prices 11%. That's it. In 2007, 9, and 11, there was less than a 3% annual decline in home prices. Today, there are only 3,376 homes for sale for 0.65 months of inventory. This is down from 0.76 last month. Appreciation will slow down, right? And we hope this is, will happen sooner than later. But for now, the Denver market is feeling the heat. CoreLogic saw two months in a row of 19.8% year-over-year appreciation before inching down in its recent September data report to 18%. FHFA, which remember those homes with conforming loans, saw an 18.5% appreciation down from 19.2%. Both of these signal the peak has been reached. Here in Denver, we see a 19.1% appreciation in the CoreLogic report for September. Yet this month's market trends report for October data reflects a median close price increase of only 13% year over year. This is up 1% month over month. Year to date, if I include the extremes that we saw in the spring and the summer, we are nearing the end of 2021, just shy of an annualized 17% price gain. With home prices continuing to increase, so do rents and those alternatives facing our first-time homebuyer today. Imitation Homes, the largest landlord in the United States, just released their report showing new rents are up 18% year-to-date, not year-over-year. While renewals, they're up 8%. Apartment list shows rents up 15.8% nationwide and 16.6% in Denver year-over-year. Affordability and the migration it will create will be the hot topic for 2022. Meanwhile, personal income is doing its best to offset the higher cost of everything. 
I mean, the private sector incomes were up 1% month over month and 10% when you annualize that over the last six months. The Denver housing market will finish 2021 strong. With two months to go, we've sold 539 more homes for $5 billion more in volume than 2020. So while Shanahan's home made the headlines, it only moved the needle 0.3%. Well, that's a wrap for this month's Market Trends Update. It's my pleasure to keep you updated. Nicole Ruth with The Routine. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com or your favorite podcast venue to hear more success stories, get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. If you enjoyed this, you might also enjoy our YouTube channel. Just look for The Ruth Team on YouTube or visit our site, theruthteam.com.